I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's have the Doran experience of Everland. Ding, ding! you, friend! I have a hunch that there is a great scaly beast lurking in the shadows. Doran pours an uncomfortably large glass. Oh, the geese are good today. Ah. Five stars, except for those damn geese. I'm trying this adventuring lifestyle and I've got caught up in some really big things. You pass eight geese vendors on your way and I think four more. <laughs> you don't want his geese. You want my geese. <laughs> Welcome back to Dice Shame, episode 68, Out of Courtesy. MVP this week is Ikkyo for tweeting effusive praise for Dice Shame on Twitter. Thanks so much. Thank you kindly. 
Looking for more adventure? Dice Tower Theater is an audio drama with a narrator, an actual play where you never hear dice fall, an audiobook with a full cast, and it's worthy of your attention. Check out our friends at dicetowertheater.com and be swept away. So awesome. All right, should we do this? Yeah, let's do it. The afternoon is wearing on and Thera Schindel appears in the open wall of this destroyed farmhouse and watches you, Red, and Kraloth chat and clean up the place a little bit before she <clears throat> clears her throat. It's getting late. Did you want to move on tonight or should we stay here? Ah, no, let's probably go. Right, Kraloth? Yeah, we just had a couple things to take care of just happened in the back. No, of course. Um, Looks like the people who are here have left. Take your time. This isn't really my my thing, but do whatever you need to do. Is everyone all right back there, being all and okay? They've been telling each other riddles. Oh, any good ones? Huh. I can't remember any. Here's one. Why is a raven like a writing desk? Come on. And and Kraloth is ushering Red out the door as he's telling these riddles. <laughs> I know he's not little, but I picture you taking him down <laughs> off the table. <laughs> yeah. Your little guy, come on. <laughs> So, as you travel north, the land to the left and right of the road is full of tree stumps. Thera explains, Wood merchants of Everland have seen to it that this stretch of land leading to the city is least beautiful of all the north. A poor doorstep, in my opinion. Hmm. I don't think that's fair. This place looks beautiful. It's like a rotting horse right off the road. Just like, <laughs> it's, its head, like, turned and contorted in a terrible way. Better than Barovia. Yeah. What's Barovia? Oh, uh... Well, you've never uh, had a Barovian cream-filled donut? <laughs> Good one, Doran. Oh, I, uh... rotten flesh inside a pastry? It's, um, the place I learned my, my... had my cleric training, um... Far, far distant land. Um, Fascinating. Don't need to get into it, though, but it's... It's, it's, it's his definitely... dream place. It's a special place he talks about when he's feeling blue. This here... Yeah, you're looking out over this kind of blasted-looking land where the high forest to, I guess, the east and another woodland to the west would have encroached up on the road. You just see, as far as you can see, there's just tree stumps. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, on second thought, maybe it's about on par with Barovia. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's almost like like a planet, like the moon, you know, where it's just like vast and spacious and not craterous, but how it's just like devoid of life, like mm-hmm. Mars. Yeah. Sunnier though, isn't it? But obviously with like frozen greenery. The elephant graveyard. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason I'm picturing it like, and everything's sort of hard frozen ground, you know? It's coming up on evening when you spot the walled city of Everland. It clutches the Ralvin River like a gemstone on a ring. Everland looks busy and safe, its walls patrolled by soldiers, and its five gates leaking merchants and travelers in all directions. Hey, it's been a while since we've come across a town like this. I guess this is like on par with Goldenfields, right? It's bigger than Goldenfields. Nice. It's smaller than Waterdeep, but, you know, it's definitely a city center. This is a big place. I'm looking forward to a soft bed and a good bath and... Maybe a hot meal. Jack, I would like to establish your history with the place. This is very near to your mother's hometown, so I'm sure you've been here before, right? 
Yeah, everyone's never been a place Jack's come to with any kind of fondness. There's there's maybe a little bit of um I, I think there there's unintentionally a little bit of, of that like wizardy bias of like, oh yeah, okay, there's there's he's he's stuck in that Juan's mindset of, well, you're not from Waterdeep, so are you even really a wizard if you're from Moongleam Tower? Like there's there's that like unconscious bias at play. So and it's not Silvery Moon. I mean Silvery Moon is beautiful in this place, mm-hmm. look at the place around here. Clearly, you know, he's buying everything that Thar is saying about the, you know, the wood merchants ruining the approach to it, you know. So I think he, it's it's kind of like that, you know, hick town everybody shits on in his mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think Jack's more likely to be like, oh, I had an awful bowl of soup from that place 20 years ago. <laughs> and like he doesn't have anything nice to say about it, but has like a, a negative memory about like a, a couple of weird businesses here and there. That's fair. You're a bundle. You are given no trouble, no hassle, as you enter the southern gates of Everland. The buildings are tall, multiple-storied affairs with steeply pitched roofs dusted with snow. They sport colorful banners and pennants that snap in the wind. Directly to your left as you enter the main gates, a square stone temple bearing the armored visage of the god Helm stands watch over the city gate. Ahead of you, a wide bridge traverses the Ravin River and leads to a huge marketplace that you can just see from where you stand. There are people everywhere here, horses drawing carts heavily laden with bolts of cloth, a group of men and women dressed in green and smoking from a hookah on a wicker table outside a small tavern. Two dragonborn leading a group of a dozen children across the street. Someone in a suit of heavy armor rests on the steps of the temple to Helm, and the bridge crossing the river is heavily trafficked by merchants and travelers alike, carrying cages of geese, luggage, a basket of apples. What are those two dragonborn doing with those children? Hey, stop! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take the words right out of my mouth. You're gonna eat! In my mind, it's either like, come on, children, or like, come on, kids. The kids are in chains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how my Help! mind did it. Back to the mines. Yeah. Wow, this place is beautiful. Look at this. Look at that. Look at this. Wow. Guys, we haven't been in a city in so long. I'm so excited. That's a beautiful I... looking temple. I'd like to check that place out. Mm. Wow. Wow. Look at how tall the walls are. This is a great, safe place. I mean, they're not water deeps. Walls. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely, Jack. There are no water deep walls. That's that's yeah. for certain. And you guys haven't seen Silvery Moon. It's so much prettier. Jack, do you not like this place? Eh, it's fine. Hey, look, I promise you we're going to make some new memories here, and you're going to be thinking about this place the best you ever did, bud. Let's get you a drink. Where's the tavern? Oh, Jack, your horse just stepped in shit. Oh, for fuck. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Also, I think that that homeless person just spit in your mouth. (laughs) Uh, Sorry about that, Jack. Uh, Let's get you a drink. Where's the tavern? And I sort of spin around. It's always in the center of town. I walk towards what I know will be a tavern. I'm going to roll for tavern sense. Can I do my primeval awareness for beer? I feel like Kraleth has to have sense kitchen. Red, you eagerly scamper towards this bridge and a boat drifts by on the river, ringing its bell as it passes underneath you. Ding, ding to you, friend! (laughs) From the bridge, you can see the river bisecting the city as slow-moving, lined by docks on either side. To the west, downstream, a tall manor house built on the northern riverbank at the edge of a park echoes with music and laughter, every window alight with lanterns and candles. So, Red, you're, like, excited, hanging out on the bridge. Yeah, what is and I, like, turn doing? around, I'm waving, I'm like, come on, guys! 
I'd say Doran skips up like a child and he looks over the edge of the bridge. He can't quite reach over the top of the edge, so he kind of sticks his head between like the, the railing and the, <laughs> and the lower railing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looks over and he sees into the water. And Doran hears this wonderful music coming from around the bend of the street, but he sees the house lit up and people dancing. Hey, hey, there, there's a party over there. Maybe we should go and, uh, and acquaint ourselves with the, with the locals. Hells yeah, buddy! And I, like, try to take your hand as we run, and you, like, pull your hand away, and I try to take your hand again, and you pull your hand away. You stop, stop trying to grab my hand! And I'm like, grab your hand again as we skip and run. I'm not a child just because I'm smaller than you, Red. <laughs> what are Jack and Kraloth up to? Uh, I think I'm trying to point out, like, well, I think that's the Hall of Elders that we heard about, mm-hmm. and that must make that one over there Moongleam Tower, maybe. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you crossing the bridge as well? Yeah, but but just sort of like riding through town and, and pointing out its Definitely. stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Flinching yeah, at all the pleasant they're... bells on the uh, river boats. And... <laughs> and Kraloth is definitely like nodding along, but he's riding just a little bit faster. And he's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Say, do you think that that's, uh, you think that's prime rib they got on the, the stove there? Is that, what, <laughs> is that what I'm smelling? Mm. The very center of the city, Bell Market, is starting to shut down for the night. So as you cross this bridge, you enter into the thick of it. Everywhere, shopkeepers are stacking baskets, rolling up awnings, and chatting to each other about the day's sales, gossiping. The market's thick with the smell of commerce, livestock, baking, spices, lumber, fish, tobacco, coal. Alleyways wind out in every direction, and several wider roads spread out from the market like the spokes of a wheel. I'm really stuck on the visual image of somebody with a cage full of geese wandering around. I don't know why that's the one that stuck out to me out of all the... Geese for sale! (laughs) Geese! (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Rob, I mean, fucking... So yeah, Jack, you point out this uh, walled keep that stands directly on the northeast side of the square as the Hall of Elders, and then... You you sort of show Kraloth as his attention wanes that standing out prominently from the rest of the buildings, there's this black stone tower topped with a crescent moon. You know that to be Moongleam Tower. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go see where these folks ended up. Maybe they're maybe Kraloth is onto something here with a, a meal. Yorkshire puddings! Gravy! Yorkshire puddings, that's what it's smelling. Whole oh, gravy. Mm. Case? Get your case here. <laughs> I'll take two. You pass eight geese vendors on your way and four more <laughs> clusters. <laughs> you don't want his geese. You want my geese. My geese are much more. We walk in the bars filled with geese. This it's is the geese, day. geese square. There's an entire. Hey, welcome to Geese Fest. Get the free goose with your goose. <laughs> Buy two geese, get one goose free. Would you like a goose drink or maybe a goose witch? <laughs> your fucking bartender's a goose He's just standing on top of the bar guarding this beer. Goose eggs, yeah. Get your goose eggs. Um, I think Doran and Red are the first ones to make it into the bar. And we sort of burst in, eagerly looking for a drink. (sighs) Yeah, this is a fucking awesome tavern. It used to be a noble's mansion, but now it's like one of the nicest inns you've ever seen. So outside of this mansion, there are these lovely lawns that lead up to it. Mm. um, And evergreen topiaries have been shorn to resemble woodland creatures. And as you approach, you can hear multiple strains of music. It's clear that they have musicians sort of scattered throughout this mansion. And like a crew of waiters is just standing around outside waiting to receive guests as you guys roll up. And I feel like Red and Doran get to the house before everybody else and we're like greeted by these waiters and we're like 
mud covered and dirty and mm-hmm. like there's blood on my armor and stuff and we're like yes we'd like to get in please yeah I mean the place looks ostentatious but the waiters aren't like picky about the clientele they kind of bow you into the place oh cool and there's Jordan. this uh, entry hall that's like you know opulent high ceilinged rich curtains wow and, and they ask you uh, will you be staying tonight or just eating uh uh, we're we're, uh, we're meeting both, friends. Actually, we're meeting friends, and we're gonna stay, and we're gonna eat and stuff. And do you have something called a galet or a galette? What do they call it? It's a galette, not not to be mixed up with something about a goose. It's nothing to do with a goose. It's a galette. No goose. Our friend is feeling pretty blue, and we thought giving him a special. And like at that moment, Jack and Kraloth walk in, oh. and I'm like, oh, oh, never mind, galette, get a galette. Oh, hey guys, look at this cool place. <laughs> I mean, it's a little gaudy, don't you think? I I, I prefer that the the copper cup, with you know, like Torin does it. Oh, we made it, Jack! Oh, sweet Calivore, we made it. Mm-mm. I'm gonna eat all the food. This food smells legendary. Oh. Golden Fields level food. And I tug at Crayloth, and I'm like, I ordered Jack a galette to cheer him up. That's oh. what he said he liked. Remember? Oh, that's a great idea, Red. Well yeah. done. Well done. I might. Could you order one for me too? What? No. That's what. Crayloth. Uh, I like galettes get too. Get whatever you want. Well, get whatever you want. It's you can get whatever you want here. I just wanted to do it for Jack. He's the oh. one. Are you feeling that's grumpy? A, that's really sweet. No, I feel great. Especially well, if I get a galette. You want. I'm trying to surprise maybe, him. Maybe, maybe Jack will share. It, so I wonder. A, a, a maitre d' like hovers over to you and is like, "So I understand you'll be staying the evening. Would you like to see your rooms before dinner, or are you very hungry? Very hungry. Uh, the latter." Mm-hmm. I'll check the rooms if you guys want to get a table. Yeah. I guess Dorian did it last time. Yeah. I'm in charge this time, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I turn around and give a big thumbs up, and I'm like, I'm going to make it great. Sure, yeah. So, Red, you're led upstairs while the rest of the party settles into this, like, huge booth inside of a giant dining hall. There's waiters bustling around with platters of food, bottles of fine wine, and as an amouge bouche for the table, these like little galettes come out of the oven and just are served to you. They're pear and cheese and lovely. Ooh. Hey, look at these. What are the odds? Compliments of the chef. Well, thank you. Oh, compliments. Very kind. Red, you are led upstairs. These rooms are grand, and you can only imagine that they are probably going to put a little bit of a hole in your wallet, but uh, they're gorgeous. Yeah, Red doesn't even like look at the room. The guy like opens the door, and he's like, this is your room, and I'm like, yeah, and I like turn to anyone else in the hallway going into their rooms and strike up a conversation. Hi, where are you from? I just like walk over to them and... Red's gone for like half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Just making friends. Oh, for sure. That's great. I love that. This like pear and cheese thing is placed down in front of Doran and he scoffs at it. He's like, oh God, what is that? He's like a little kid with vegetables. He's like, I don't wanna. What is this? You don't, you don't, you don't. Just try, Doran, just try a bite. It's, it's going to be good. Mm. What, What is it called though? It's a galette. Oh, these are the galettes. Oh, oh, oh. Well, Red ordered these for you, Jack. He ordered these for you. Mm. He, mm. he ordered them and for you. It was a great idea. I'm, they're delicious. And I, and, I, and I think you should have mine, too. And then Doran raises his hand for you know to get the attention of the waiter. Yeah, yeah. Very attentive wait staff here. They're over by your elbow before you even finish raising your hand. Yeah, I'd like Oh, oh, hello. Uh, can I get um I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to ask you for a big jug of 
of your finest beer. Mm-hmm. But of course, Master Dwarf, yes. Anything else you'd like? Yes, and I'm looking around the room, and I see like this leg of a ham. And mm-hmm. Oh, and that that whatever that roast is, give me one of those for us. Mm. Certainly, and if, yeah. for the ale, Master Dwarf, we have a nut brown ale, and we have a light lager as well. Oh, Yes. <laughs> That's those yes. sound excellent. We'll have a one of each, of course. One of those each. Buckets of yes. ale, indeed. The finest buckets. Whatever you get for him, you get from me too, okay? Doubling it, of yeah. course, sir. And and have you got some nice smoking tobacco as well? We do. We have the mm. finest. Oh, of course. Excellent, excellent. What was the name of this place? Danny Var's house. Danny Var. Mm. Who's Danny Var? By the way, I'd love to roll mm. a history and know. I'm sure you would. I'd so badly on my lucky dragon corp dice. Do it. Mm. Fucking, it's a 19, so 29. Of course it is. Hey. Yes. Uh, Danivar's house is the oldest and largest in Everland, certainly, if not most of the north. And you know that the Zawar family recently bought the establishment, but has left the people running the inn in charge still. The Zawar family, interestingly enough, have gained considerable political influence in Averland recently, to the extent that they now have a representative on the Council of Elders here. Know it all? <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel happy about that. Good, you should. Yes, uh, you would know that to be High Captain Horrocks Zawar, who's the commander of Everland's army. So as you mull this over, examining all of the finery around you and your food is served, Red, you wander back to the table. Yeah, and you see Red like coming down the stairs, leaving like a group of four, like a female elf with long black hair and like a dwarf and like... Two halflings. Two halflings, Mm -hmm. and they're all like waving. He's like, bye, bye. Oh... Nice people. <laughs> B sort of waves you over. Dad. Oh, hey. Here. I come over. Hey, guys. Did you get mm. the galettes? Yeah, we saved you one. It's it's right here. Thank you so much, Red. That's very thoughtful. Oh, I don't want it. You can have it. And he hands it over. Um, What's Doran eating? Did you know Danvar House, this place, one of the biggest noble houses in the... in the. Yeah, I met him. That's Danvar over there. He was the guy I was talking to. Hey, bud. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but maybe you met the proprietor, Red. Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just I met the guy who owns it over there. A one-eyed half-orc sort of waves at you from uh, the corner where he's overseeing everything. He's like <laughs> kind of like a sausage with skin too tight. Like he's a little bit bulging out of the fine clothes that he's wearing. Yeah, he, he said we got to try the uh, dark brown ale. And he said first round's on him. I used to know people, I guess. Wow. Wow. Okay. Way to go, Red. And then, and Doran drunkenly holds up a, fl- a, a bucket tankard of ale and cheers is the guy in the air and then slugs it back. I believe you ordered a bucket. <laughs> I feel like there's just like a wealth of information that I ha- that I got for some stupid reason, but none of it pertains to anything important. It's all about the proprietor drawl. It's yeah, all some- about his like favorite horse. Yeah. And then his other horse, little Missy. Well, she used to run with such a gaunt. Is that what it says? He said gaunt. I thought he meant mm. gaint. <laughs> that means he's very skinny. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Anyway, so where's your wizard friend, Jack? I guess we should probably uh, meet him in the morning. Or? Why don't I send a letter of introduction, and we'll we'll see what what happens. Give me, an, uh, I'll go check out the room. I'll write a little letter. We'll 
arrange a meeting. It'll be perfect. Why not just write the letter here as Doran slams down his beer and spills it everywhere? <laughs> the table around Kraloth is just specked with food. Yeah. I'm imagining like uh-huh. oh yeah, just remnants. Are you sure? I mean, because I want to show off my fancy new letter spell that... That's uh, that's the whole reason to write a letter somewhere. Uh, well, I just mean to say that we still want to make do on this with him being a, a, an enemy of your family and all that. Well, it was going to be nice. Well, doesn't it feel like a letter now is not just putting you in it, but rubbing his face in it? Could it be? Const- I don't know the blood. Could it be construed negatively? Oh, oh, yeah. I don't know this world. Would a letter be a diss? I mean, a letter came from you from Icewind Dale, and then when we went up there, the guy tried to kill us. I don't know much about nobles, but what I do know is that they do like letters. But we do also know that nobles, at least this one, doesn't like Jack, or at least his family. Important to note, this man is not a noble. He's a wizard. Oh. Oh. Look, Jack, this is your world. You are the wizard. We'll trust your play if you think this is the best way to go about it. If a letter makes sense, a letter makes sense. I'm excited to meet him. Hopefully he's not a dingo. (laughs) Hmm. What's a dingo, Dad? Yeah, no, those little sausages. Oh, yes. It's a breakfast food. That's right. <laughs> well, I'd like to try it. <laughs> uh, honestly, guys, I'm pretty knackered. I think I'm going to head up and uh, and sleep in the room. Mm, Oren, you want to check out that music with me? Of course, Master Kraloth. Uh, oh. Just let me get my mandolin. Yeah. And he sort of rushes over to where you guys have just schlepped all your stuff. Uh, anyway, good night, guys. And Red begins walking towards the table and then catches another group of people and then walks towards them and just disappears for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> good night, Red. Sidelined by Red. the promise of strangers. What about you guys? What are you going to do? Kraloth says as he gets up, looms over the table, his belly just kind of bulging out. Hanging out from underneath your breastplate. Norin, <laughs> what, what are you doing for the rest of the evening? Well, I saw, you know, some pretty interesting... Uh, areas on the way in and i honestly i thought i'd i'd walk around the this village here and get some nice fresh air and then and then make my way back and have a have a good night's rest what, what are you thinking uh do you want some company i'd go for a walk uh, i would i would love some company doran's like set like brightens up <laughs> yeah let's do like that that mood. sounds better Let, Cute. Oh, you would want to come for a walk with me jack oh that sounds fantastic um i'll um, I'll, I'll get my book and and um. No, I'll, no, don't worry about it. Let this this let's have the I'll, my pens too. No, no, no. Let let's have oh. let's have the Doran experience of Everland. Jack's experience of Everland's never been fun. I want to see it from oh, your that's eyes. That's cute. Oh, all right, okay. That's so cute. Oh, sounds good. Oh, this is, this should be fun. After you, yeah, we leave and and instead of maybe going along the road like Jack might expect us to, Doran makes his way down to the riverbank. He sticks his hands in the river and brings up some water and scrubs the dead dust off his face, you know, from the corpses that we just battled a few days ago. And then he kind of looks up and down the the riverbank and he looks at Jack and he says, well, if you're if you're looking for the Doran experience, I, I, I guess I got to give it to you. And I begin to walk down the riverbank towards, it looks like there's a some pier. Yeah, there's a bunch of docks. You know, we kind of mosey along and we take... The most random route through the city you could possibly imagine. We kind of walk along these docks for a while, saying hello to, you know, fishermen bringing their boats in for the night and and Mm -hmm. hauling up, uh, you know, different crates and fish catches and all this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Then we find, we come to the bridge and we kind of walk under the bridge and we 
see all the local graffiti from the kids and it's like there's some teenagers kissing under there and then you like scare them away yeah wait Dorian wait hold on a second and I, I pull out my yeah pick. yeah I pull out my pick for for excavating stuff out of my bag that I got with me and and scratch <gasps> Jack and Doran were here ah <laughs> I love it I give Jack a big high five and uh oh I'm never I'm gonna I'm never gonna get that this is this is great Jack this is just great you go through maybe some alleyways, like under people's washing, and yeah, it's funny because Everlyn seems to have like kind of a strangely high population of cats. Huh. So it's just a lot of cats in windowsills and sort of crossing alleyways. And I feel like at one point too, you just see this big group pass, and Red is like talking with all these people. It's like. <laughs> Oh, that's my friend. So, hi, guys. And he keeps going. He's like, but yeah. then the giant came around the corner. Oh, I love <laughs> it. Like, I love it. It's like love he's it. doing his own. He's got a side adventure the whole night. There are some green spaces here in Everland, too, although it's too cold now for any of the leaves to still be on the trees. But there are some quiet, peaceful areas where these leafless trees and evergreens are all planted and a couple of more manicured spaces, low garden walls and things that you guys would stumble across cross just you know organically as you're ambling through the city yeah just kind of peering into people's windows and seeing what they're doing and how they have their dinner and whatnot and uh passing by the the short fences and you see up on the walls after a time when you guys approach maybe the perimeter of the city that some of the guards are doing their nightly rounds you just see the silhouettes of them moving along these battlements so you grew up around here or no, uh, Silvery Moon is a little ways away from here. It's um, it's the city where my mother has her tower. Um, oh, she's she's a wizard as well, right? Um, so I I visit, spent most of my time in Waterdeep, and then grew a little bit out here when was out visiting mom. Yeah, yeah, that it's pretty interesting. You know, firstly having two wizards as parents, but also having separated parents where you're growing up in two different cities. I mean that that can't be easy for a young elf. Half elf. Yeah, they were pretty distant from the concerns of the real world, that's for sure. Must have been kind of lonely. Doran trails off thinking about his own youth when he was brought up by several different father figures and mother figures and aunts and uncles and so on and so forth. Maybe that's how we both ended up playing in the dirt so much. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Did you ever visit Everland when you were living in Silvery Moon? Uh, here and again. It, it never had left a very good impression on me. Well, it's sort of a drab town, I mean, to be honest. You know, and, and I, I think Jack's going to stop and bend over and try and, like, you know, make some, like, oh, hear kitty kitty noises at a nearby cat and, like, appreciate a side of the city he's never seen before, like, stopping to, to make friends with some of the local animals. Yeah. You know, it, it's maybe worth a second look, I guess. Let's head back. Yeah. And on the way back, we end up just falling into our, our own pace, and it brings out the best in us. Well, that's very sweet. Aw. Jack, I believe you wanted to send a letter, did you not? Or did no, you I think he, instead of, of he, he went for a walk with Doran instead of the letter. I think he he ah, yes. heard Red's worry about it and sort of said, "Let's let's just tone it down. Let's try not to be provocative. I don't need to show off anything magical. I can just be normal and you know enjoy this place while we're here." So you are all awakened in the morning, having slept very well by the clamor of geese in the marketplace nearby. Dude, geese. Horrible creatures. <laughs> Five stars, except for those damn geese. They shit everywhere. Ah, good morning, everyone. 
Mm. Morning, Red. Good morning. Good morning, Dad. Morning, Red. Morning, B. You want some banana loaf? Mm. Uh, no, I had mine this morning down the hall, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, bread, you mean? Yes, of course, please. Oh. <laughs> mm. Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys all pack up and get ready to go. Your breakfast or whatever. What's next? All right, Jack. So um, your friend, uh, the person you know. Yeah. Is there any special way we should go about introducing ourselves or just sort of walk in all hands ablazed? I think we show up and knock on Crow and Valharo's door and tell him we're adventurers and a dragon said he could help us and just see what he goes from there. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Doran stands up and cheers with his morning beer. Oh, what a great idea. <laughs> Gotta get that blood alcohol up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's venture forth. It's like and... a lizard in the sun. Like, you need to warm up every day. Doran's got to bring that blood alcohol up every day. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like we head over to wherever it might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you head back along the banks of the Ralvin River. The boats passing on the stream are dinging merrily to each other in the morning. You know, dingling. Hello again. Trawling for fucking geese. Trawling for geese. <laughs> Nets just full of them. Oh, the geese are good today. Ah, drop another net. <laughs> Pulling droves and droves of geese out of the water. Just <laughs> nets and nets full of geese. Toss a little bit of stale bread in the water and you throw a net behind you. Geese fishing is good along here. And you pass through the morning marketplace. There's like bread out and morning. geese. Morning. 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 Um, the ground slopes upward toward Moongleam Tower, and soon you're out of breath as you climb the knoll. There are alley cats watching you from window ledges. The tower appears to be several connected cylinders, skillfully carved from smooth black stone. Leafless trees form a parquet at its base, surrounded by a deep but dry moat. A female halfling in a navy cloak sits on the ledge of the bridge that spans the moat, smoking a pipe and watching the sunrise. Howdy there. What's your name? Morning, travelers. She nods at you. I'm Edwina Rumble. Nice to meet you. My name is Red. This is my best friend, Jack. This is my best friend, Doran. And my best friend, Kraloth. Oh, and well, I guess B and everyone else went back at the pub, didn't they? And this is all that's here. Hello. <laughs> what a strange introduction. Yes. And Dora's looking around. <laughs> yeah, it's just us here. We checked. What brings you to the tower this morning? Oh, I live here. I'm a resident mage. Oh, no Ooh. way. We got a mage, oh. too. Oh, you do? Yes. Yeah, his name is Ja. Are we saying your last name? I say loudly. Hi, I'm Jack Page. Pleasure to meet you. She sort of hops down off of the railing that she was sitting on. Well, I'm just taking some air after my breakfast and... Um, mm-hmm. Accustomed to welcoming citizens here, so welcome to Moongleam Tower. Is there anything I can help you with? Oh, actually, we're looking for Valharo, Crowen. Oh, the guards just there at the doors will be able to help you with that. Good luck with your studies. Thanks. And good luck. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Just uh, one last question. What kind of magic do you do? Oh, all kinds. Ooh. Purple magic. Do you do the trick where you can, like, put your fingers together and it becomes two different fingers? (laughs) Yes, I can. Wow. Kraloth. She just smokes her pipe and walks away. (laughs) You know, for someone who wants fresh air, she shouldn't be smoking, I say to Doran. (laughs) (laughs) The main entrance to Moongleam Tower sports a set of tall reinforced doors. A pair of guards stand at casual attention chatting to each other as you approach. State your business with the tower. 
Oh, we're here to speak with um, Valharo. We have no official business with the tower itself. Well, of course, it's just a manner of speaking. Hmm, that's a good distinction. We're the Nightstone Four. The Nightstone Four. No, All that right. well, yeah, well, that's night. That's the Nightstone Four, I guess. Well, anything I can tell him that you're calling about? Nope, just want to have a chat. Dragons and giants. Just wait right here. Or, or dragons and giants. I mean, just <laughs> give him everything. You got to give somebody a hook, right? Well, but, but, oh, he's a busy man. He hasn't said no to us yet. One of the guards nods and uh, opens one of the doors, says something to someone inside, and then nods at you. Just wait right here. And I turn to the others and I'm like, you know, we all go about this very different. Next time mm. we do this, we need to come to a plan. Oh, that would have been a good idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. It was, I, sh- I shouldn't have made such a smart-ass comment there. I'm zipped. You're, you're, you're in charge, Red. You, you no, no, no. Me. I'm not saying I need to be in charge. I come from a place where we say very little and try to get very far with that. And you come from a place where you say a lot and you get very far with that. Both are equally good. And frankly, this being your world, it makes more sense to follow your head. I just mean to say that I wish that I knew that was the plan. So we'll play it more open. Hmm. That's all. All right. So what's the plan? We'll tell him everything. Oh, okay. We're going to tell him everything in there, and then we're going to... Look, <laughs> let's just let's we... just tell him that we're the Nightstone 4. Yep. We're here to learn about giants and yep. any information he might have that could help us. And I'll prepare for battle. All right. I feel like you guys are like a group of kids who are called into the principal's office for fighting. <laughs> yeah. And like the Trying principal hasn't gotten straight? there what's yet, and story? they're like, okay. What are we going to tell him? <laughs> Jack comes from a place where nobility and information is king. So the more you have, it makes more sense. It's a really valuable commodity in this town. Whereas Red, being probably in the wrong here, is someone who keeps a lot held back so that he gets to know what kind of information seeps out. And that's just all, all I'm saying in character, which I think is a good point in character going forward, is we got to figure out what play we're going to do when we walk up to the gates of a, of a castle. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Jack isn't often afforded anonymity as a as an option, especially in a place where this guy knows him. Well, I'll just let you guys do the talking. I'm from Barovia. <laughs> <laughs> Barovia, he says. <laughs> and what's your name, friend? Barovia. He's <laughs> sweating. <laughs> I just had the, the peel of the sweating meme. <laughs> anyway. After a few minutes, a teenage human boy in a black tunic emerges and bows low to your party. Morning, masters! Please leave your horses. Oh, you didn't bring your horses. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. Done. <laughs> Sorry, possessed by a spell of madness. So used to saying that. I'll be showing you uh, to the Archmage Valharal's quarters right this way, please. Oh, wow. <clears throat> hey, Jack. Yeah? What's the difference between a regular mage and an archmage? Oh boy, uh, that it depends on where you are and uh, who you're talking. See, the in Waterdeep, the way we would... one's got a rounded top, <sighs> and I, I just red starts following. Echoes on, off into <laughs> yeah, the yeah. hallway. Yeah, the entry hall is somewhat sparsely decorated with bare floors and a quartet of winged gargoyles protecting a wide staircase. Wall sconces and candelabras holding magical light cast a warm glow, and you're led upstairs and then through a confusing series of twists and turns and smaller staircases. The guide, as it turns out, was necessary to prevent you from becoming lost. I can't be lost in, except by a magical Shut piece. your mouth, Harlan <laughs> Guthrie. Yeah. The door to Crowen's quarters opens to admit you. 
The room is a cozy clutter of bookcases, candles guttering, rivulets on tall holders, glass alchemy equipment, and exotic plants. A man with a mane of white hair and clear, intelligent blue eyes sits in an armchair by the hearth of a roaring fire. The table beside him holds writing tools, several quills and jars of ink. He's dressed in black robes embroidered with gold scroll work and wears a heavy silver amulet in the shape of a crescent moon. A yellow tressum is curled up in his lap. I'm from Barovia. (laughs) 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 Yes. Um, yes, he is from Barovia, and uh, I'm from Mastica, and his name is Kraloth, and my name is Red, and uh, this is my friend Doran, and, and this is Jack Page. I'm not sure there will be enough chairs for you all, but please sit. Welcome, all. I'll stand. Yeah, I, I think Jack will, will go in and grab a chair, I think. Hello, Jack. The years have been kind to you. Hey, Crowen. Though you look road-weary. When you say the years have been kind to you, I like shoot a look to Kraloth with a thumbs up, like, this is going to be fine. And then you finish the thought, and I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Will you have some spirits? Very warming. I'm afraid probably not quite up to your standards, Jack. Just something I picked up locally, but still suits my peasants' tastes. Doran makes his way over to the spirits and pours an uncomfortably large glass. (laughs) For something that's free and being offered, <laughs> you know it's it's been it's been great, Crow, and I, I've I've learned the last little bit to really appreciate the you know getting out of of the you know gilded halls of one's youth and and you know digging in the dirt a little bit, trying to really connect with with what's around me. And I mean, I'm I I am sure your your tastes have I've, I've gone much the same way. Um, Very charming. Good for you. It's true. Jack hired us as hirelings. He he paid us a good deal of money, too, to help him along that way. He, he got out there in the dirt and, like, read clearly messing it up, but, like, thinks he's helping. He's like, God, God you mm-hmm. got it, Jack. Um. A couple more Tresums emerge from hiding spots around the room. One of them settles on you, Kraloth, and Ooh. starts purring. Oh, hello there. Aren't you precious? <laughs> Not face-spirited, I'm afraid. Just mundane creatures. Lovely companions, though. To what do I owe this visit? I haven't heard from you in decades, Jack. Not since we were both in uh, Silvery Moon, I believe, some 20 years ago. That gala? What was it for again? Of course, you would remember to see and be seen and all that. It's it's not important. Like Jack does remember and is about to give the whole reason for it. But, Crowen, it's really not important. The, the um, There's been some more... Pressing things I've been working on, and I, I could use your help. We could use your help. He steeples his fingers and looks over the top of them at you, sort of piercing you with his gaze. I mean, for you know, just look at where the last twenty years have, have taken us. I'm I'm no more than than uh, a kid who likes playing in the dirt still, and and you're Archmage of Moongleam Tower in Everland, and that's something. You've you've come a long way, far. Uh, and and well deserved. And I'm trying this adventuring lifestyle, and I've got cotton up in some really big things. And I I need a uh, we we need a grounding voice, and we're hoping you can help. What can I help you with, Jack? Have you heard of old Gnawbone, uh, a great big green dragon in the Crypt Garden Forest? No, can't say that I have. 
for whatever reason, your name was on her lips. The the Giants have been off on a rampage. The Ordening's fallen apart. The f- four of us are trying to have some role in, in helping sort that out and keep people safe. And this dragon, she seemed to think you could you could help us either find the Temple of Anum at the spine of the world or a, a frost giant with a white dragon helmet that, that could lead us there. Um, we're trying to trying to protect people. He sits back in his armchair and regards the four of you carefully, one after the other. That makes me uneasy. All dragons have secret plans of their own. I'm well aware of the giant problem, Jack. The giant's upheaval presents a grave threat to the balance of power in the north. I have it on good authority that the Lord's Alliance... The Emerald Enclave, the Order of the Gauntlet, they all join the Harpers in taking steps to guard civilization against the giant's depredations. Though, I must say, some have found this recent turmoil an excellent opportunity to advance their own political or military careers, and so do nothing. Though I don't possess any direct evidence yet, I have a hunch that there is a great scaly beast lurking in the shadows somewhere, responsible for all of this somehow. The rival between giants and dragons being what it is. And as I say, that this green dragon would seek to loop you in somehow, maybe speaks to this point. And maybe maybe we should just start from the beginning. Uh, and I and I'd love to sort of take the minute to like step crowing through like everything from the Nightstone to to the Cloud Giant to all that kind of stuff. And his distaste for you sort of disappears as you start allowing him into this story, to this legend that you're weaving. Yeah. And at the end of your tale, ending here in Everland, looking for his help, he nods at the four of you, stands and starts pacing around the room. A couple of Tressum sort of get up from wherever they're relaxing and start following him around puppy-like. I pictured Doran following him around the room with his eyes while drinking this the last bits of this glass of drink. (laughs) Very, very intriguing. There is a network of teleportation circles we make use of here and there while in Faerun. Handy things, safer than any road, especially when it's not within one's means to hire a retinue of companions, given that you're in the business of thwarting giants. Well, if it's of use to your party, please, you have my approval to use them as you see fit. Thank you. He offers a hand out to you. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go and shake his hand, absolutely. And it's maybe just a fraction of a tighter handshake than you would have expected. And he smiles slightly and says, well then, follow me. Crow mm. and Valhara leads you all through Moongleam Tower's maze of corridors and up a seemingly endless spiral staircase of black stone. He pauses at a wooden door painted with silver runes and lays his palm in the center, muttering a quiet incantation. The lock clicks, and he opens it to reveal a circular chamber. A human man sits in a chair on one side, head tilted back and mouth open, snoring. 
The floor is inscribed with lines and painted runes, with pillars holding hundreds of candles at intervals along the circumference of the teleportation circle. Crowen clears his throat loudly, which fails to wake the sleeping mage. <clears throat> Flowen. Flowen. Wake up, idiot. <laughs> the man sort of startles, and uh, the chair clatters noisily back to four legs. He stands up. Oh, 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 Master, uh, Master Valhero. Yeah, uh, sorry, just uh, thinking. Yep. Uh, and he quickly excuses himself from the chamber. And Archmage Valhero instructs you on the use of these teleportation circles that your party now has use of. Hot damn. This is exciting. Yeah, you guys get to fast travel now. Cool. There are five circles inscribed on the floor, essentially giving you access to five major cities in the north. Whoa. Cool. One is inscribed with the name Mirabar. One is called Neverwinter, Yarter, Loudwater, and last of all, Waterdeep. Yeah, like as Jack's eyes fall on the the last one, there's this moment of him like studiously trying to get these symbols etched into his mind and then like the possibilities of like, oh, I could be home for a little bit, mm -hmm. you know. Crowen, you don't know anything about this uh, giant with the dragon skull head or, or this uh, thing at the spine of the world, do you? No, I don't. Is there anything maybe you know about the area that you can inform us? I know I've been quiet in this whole conversation. I wanted Jack to have his moment with you. Well, I know that we've been having some issues with hill giants recently. There are some refugees in town from the surrounding farmlands that have been driven out of their homes. By giants? In a manner of speaking. Well, it's interesting because we passed a house on the way here, but it seemed like some dwarves had occupied it and that the giant didn't come until after. Are a lot of these farmsteads empty? Or He looks across the room at Doran, who... This look crosses his face of maybe, like, regret. I'm looking into it. Oh, uh, right. I'm in a bit of a political conundrum. I don't wish to make enemies of my neighbors. Right. Uh, if I could interject for a moment here. I think um, we have willingly given you information that, that's going to serve you well and... All we're asking in return is for your assistance. And He paces around the room for a minute and he spreads his hands wide. Frankly, I don't know where these dwarves come from, but there's a troop of them traveling the countryside, putting citizens out of their homes. Mm. Mm. And that's when Doran glances over at Kraloth and Jack and Red. Meaningful glances. Yes. The walls of Everland are beginning to swell with refugees. So you're saying they're not killing these people. And Kraloth speaks up for the first time in a while. He's got three tresums on him that are just kind of like... <laughs> rolling around. He's just like, excuse me. So, um, so you're saying that um, the dwarves haven't been killing the people. They, they've been just pushing them out of their homes, right? So it seems. And this is a rapidly evolving situation. Hmm. Again, like I said, I don't wish to make political enemies among the dwarves. They've always been allies to Everland, but this seems to be a rogue band. It stands with what we saw at that house. It seemed like they had made a hunter's blind of sorts, and they waited it out. Doran, uh, does any of this make sense to you? 
these are my people causing problems or if they're not of a clan of my own. Unfortunately, Master Dwarf, all I have to go on right now is speculation and rumor. Hmm. I invite you to find out as much as you can. Do you know where any of the refugees might have gone once they're in town? You could look in the marketplace. Hmm. Thank you so much. That's all from me. Ta-ta! Kraloth, make a charisma check for me. Gladly. 19. A. As you leave the room with the teleportation circles, one of the Tresums refuses to leave your side. (laughs) Oh, uh, uh, Crowan, I think one of your cat birds likes me. (laughs) Oh, that one, uh, that one's a stray, I believe. You're free to keep him if you like. Really? I I mean, they come and go. (laughs) Perhaps you've seen them... Around the town. Uh, I, I, oh, Kraloth, you should keep it. He's so pretty. Well, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm no man to look after a, 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 an animal. Crowen's already halfway down the stairs. Leave him if you like or keep him. Kraloth, you gotta keep him. You can be his daddy. And I could be his daddy too. And I can help feed him and take care of him and bathe him. <laughs> I promise you it won't be much work. Please, Kraloth, please keep him. Please, please, please. I look down at this little creature. What what does it look like? It's a jet black lil on the smaller side with sort of delicately feathered wings. And uh, it's got yellow eyes. Very kind of surprised expression on its face just permanently. And uh, it's winding its way between your feet right now. Uh, uh, well, uh, maybe I don't have a choice there, Red. Um, come here, little guy. And I pick him up and hold him <gasps> oh. in my arms. Go out of my way to show Kieran a lot of attention in these moments, just to be like, "It's we're, we're not replacing you. You're not a new pet. It's fine." We're, I'm not I swear, jealous. it's in the book that if you, if one of the characters seems to be bonding with the Tressums, they can make a check to see if one of them wants cool. to come along with yeah. you guys. And Sweet. Red's like petting it as you're holding it, and he's like, "Oh, Kraloth, he's so pretty. You should name him Steven. I was thinking, no, I was thinking something else, but. Uh, Oh, anything else will be fine. <laughs> Doran's looking around, watching these guys playing with the cats, the Tressums, and he takes his axe and holds it like a baby in his arms, you know. It's okay, I've got you, Orc Splitter. You can kill anything. Yes, I know, and we can kill them together. Let's go. B, where are you? I'm giving you a hug. And Redhead's outside. Cool. I think I'm going to name you Jackson. <laughs> So, there's someone else vying for Kraloth's attention, eh? Ah, there's plenty of him to go around. And I mean plenty. Thank you once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Christopher Ryan Evans, Mitchell Cadwell, Colin Burkhart, Daniel, Doug, Katie Orrit, and Merlin. See you soon! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.